Good morning, and Merry Christmas. Good to see you this morning. I want to start this morning. Um, if you are a parent, and you have children in your home, ages zero to about 18 or so, and you're here this morning, I want you to stand up. If you're a parent and you've got kids, your kids are probably back here in, in Faith Lane, but... Nicely done. <laughs> you are all rock stars, let me tell you. And I mentioned last week that your children have already learned something that is far more lasting than anything they would ever hear from me, anything that Angie might be able to share with them, anything that Derek could teach them. Your kids have learned that this matters. But what we do here matters. Well, coming together as a church family, it's important. So thank you for that. I'm glad that all of us are together this morning, but I especially want to appreciate and acknowledge you parents who uh, I know have already had a fun, challenging day. I remember when Christmas used to fall on a Sunday. It was the worst, right? <laughs> you wake up, you open your presents, and then like, okay, get ready for church. No, I got things to do. I got toys to play with. Now we're going to church. Agony. And then, of course, the Christmas sermon was always like the longest of the year. And we were always the last to leave the building. Oh, man, I hated it. So, yeah, I understand that this morning for a lot of you families, it's already been a joy and a challenge. Joyful this morning, you know, the opening presents, then a challenge to get your kids out the door and begin the church, but uh, congratulations. My prayer is that our time together here is nothing but a joy. Now, I want to challenge you a little bit this morning, but I've prayed for a spirit of joy here this morning. We are finishing up this series, Home for the Holidays, and this morning I want to talk about the song of Christmas. So much of this time of year is centered around music. Christmas music is on the radio. A couple weeks ago, we all enjoyed the cantata. Uh, we did a lecture singing this morning. Our devotional for the month of December was centered around music. Music is a very powerful communicator and invokes very powerful emotions as well. But I want to ask you this morning, because we have such great singing here at Bay Area. I thought the singing this morning was fantastic. And we've got people who can really sing. How many of you would say, I'm not one of them? You know, we all have gifts, right? And maybe your gift isn't a great singing voice. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm right there with you. you know, I, I like to sing as much as the next person, but it's just not one of my gifts. When I was a kid, my parents always wanted me to sing two hymns, softly and tenderly on a hill far away. <laughs> so I get it, you know, but... Uh, but singing is a really powerful uh, motivator. It's important that we sing, especially this time of year. Now, for the month of December, we are forced to listen to Christmas music, whether you want to or not, right? It's everywhere. Several radio stations have been playing Christmas songs since like the 4th of July. You, know, um, you hear it when you go into a bank, 
When you go into a restaurant, it's the background music. We sing, you know, the, the songs of the season here. And the truth is, the rest of the world for the month of December, they're singing our songs, okay? Those are our songs that they're singing. And, you know, songs about Jesus. I, I love that. It, the reality is that there's really power in music. And that music has been used to talk about and to announce the birth of Jesus since the birth of Jesus. When you read through Scripture, there's a lot of music involved. There's a lot of singing involved with the announcement and the celebration of the birth of Jesus. This morning, I want to focus especially on the song of Mary. Most of you know that we fairly often sing the song Magnificat, which is taken from words that Mary spoke. I think it was a song that Mary had uh, as she talked to Elizabeth about the baby that she would give birth to. And it's interesting, as famous as Mary is, the truth is we don't know very much about her. If you put everything that the Bible says together about Mary, it would really just be a couple paragraphs. She's highlighted in the birth of Jesus, obviously, she makes a couple cameo appearances through the Gospels. She's mentioned one time at the very beginning of the book of Acts. And then that's it. There's really little that we know about Mary. But what we know most about Mary is actually her heart. More so than her actions. More so than how she raised her family. More so than her history. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a very famous name in Scripture. And it's a little bit ironic, I think, that Mary never wanted to be famous. She never intended to be famous. In fact, several times in Scripture, she describes herself as a humble servant. Humble servant who, by her own words, magnifies the Lord. Again, we're familiar with part of her song. I want to share all of it with you this morning. It's found in Luke chapter 1. Here's what Mary says. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He's scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he has said to our fathers. The angel of the Lord called Mary highly favored. I think to everyone else who knew her, she was completely overlooked. Mary lived in a little town of Nazareth. History tells us that there was about 300 people living in Nazareth at the beginning of the first century. It was a tiny little town in really kind of a, a nowhere place. This is a young woman who has no influence, no leverage, no resources. We know she has no money. She was a very average, ordinary young lady 
who turns out to be extremely extraordinary. I saw an article uh, not too long ago. It was the Forbes most powerful women, most powerful people in the world. Forbes list of the most powerful people in the world. And the subtitle to the article was, There are 7 billion people in the world. These are the 70 that matter. Which is kind of harsh, right? <laughs> By the way, my name was not on that list. <laughs> Neither was yours. Mary's name would have never been on a list of the most powerful people in the world. Had there been a list of the least powerful people in the world, she might have made that list. But no one thought of Mary as being someone influential. No one thought of Mary as being someone who mattered. You know, you hear the old saying, you can pick your friends, you can't pick your family. Jesus picked his family. Jesus chose his mother. Of all the women in the world, the one that Jesus chose was Mary, which ought to tell us all we need to know about this young woman, Mary. She was on God's list. She was highly favored by God. And I'll go ahead and say this. I think you all realize this, but we honor Mary. We don't worship Mary. We worship Jesus. Acts 4, salvation is found in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to men by which they must be saved. We, we worship Jesus. Mary wasn't perfect. She wasn't sinless. Romans 3, 23, all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. But there are some characteristics about this young woman, this young woman uh, who give, that give us an insight into her heart her integrity, her honesty, her faithfulness, her willingness to allow God to use her. And I think maybe more than anything, her humility. Again, she describes herself, and she's described in, in Scripture as a humble servant. Later on in the New Testament, Peter and James both tell us that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humility opens the door to grace. And I think maybe more than anything else, when we think about this, this lady Mary, it's her humble heart, her awareness of just how small she is and how big God is. And so she sings, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. This song of Christmas, the song of Mary, it is a song of praise, a song that glorifies the Lord, a song that rejoices. Mary, understanding you know, who she is and the mighty God that she serves. So here, here's Mary, this humble servant, who is completely overlooked by everyone else, but is highly favored by God. And it wouldn't be great to be able to sit down and listen to Mary as she talked about what it was like to give birth to the Son of God. Maybe she'd say something like this. 
my family, our tribe, our whole nation. I always knew that he'd come, but, <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's not like I'm from Jerusalem or someplace special. I'm just a girl from Nazareth. And everybody knows that not much good comes from Nazareth, never has. I thought for sure that Angel had come to the wrong house with his announcement. But if that's what God wanted, well, who was I to tell him he was wrong? And Joseph, well, God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everybody else. He could have had me sent away. He could have even had me killed. But he just never broke the promise to marry me. And so when he had to go to Bethlehem for the census, I was honored to ride by his side. Even with heartburn and bloated cankles and nine months of pregnancy behind me. You know those women who try different things to induce labor, like going on frequent walks or eating spicy foods? What they should do is go on a bumpy 70-mile trip to Bethlehem. Because not long after I got there, and I'd never done this myself, but even I knew it was time. And with every wave of pain, I tried to ignore the fact that my family wouldn't be there to help me be bringing this baby into the world without the familiarity of home. But when Jesus finally came, I forgot all of that, though. I just wrapped him in cloths and tried to make the most comfortable bed I could for him with the only thing I had, which was an animal's feeding trough. I should have been sleeping then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was. The one the angel had told me about. My heart was so full, I couldn't even find words big enough to express it. young mother to bring a child into this world. It's always been that way. But as I look down at my son, <laughs> my redeemer, I knew that he would change everything because he'd already changed me. how that video ends with that actress saying, as I looked down on my son, my redeemer, I knew that he would change everything because he'd already changed me. And I don't know if Mary would say those things or not. I do know that she sang a song about God's greatness and about God's glory. 
Well, Mary through Scripture is kind of famous for, for treasuring things in her heart. And one of the things that I know Mary treasured in her heart was a song of praise. And this morning, my prayer is that on Christmas morning, we would have a song of praise in our hearts as well. As we think about our Redeemer, who came to this earth in the most humble way, born to a humble servant girl by the name of Mary, raised in a humble little place called Nazareth. But as Mary sang in her song, the Savior whose mercies would extend to those who fear Him, who performed mighty deeds with His arm, who brought down rulers from their thrones, who filled the hungry with good things, who keeps His promise forever. This morning... Like Mary, may we have a song of praise in our hearts as we glorify the Lord, as we rejoice in God, our Savior. This baby who was born, our Redeemer, who would grow up, who would live, die, who would conquer death, he really did change everything. And I hope that he's changed you as well and in the process of changing you as well. As a song of invitation this morning, we're going to use Mary's song, The Magnificat. Let's go ahead and stand and let's sing that together. <laughs> 